Welcome back to the podcast. Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about some history. We are indeed going to talk about some history. And um, we're going to talk about some sources. We're going to talk about some slave ships, some plantations. We're going to talk about what we were taught that just doesn't add up. It don't make no sense. And then we're going to talk about what we know. Sometimes when I think about the history of our people, you know, we lean too much on his story and we don't lean enough on our story. Because his story or history, world history, American history, if we really be honest with ourselves as original people, I'm talking about literally, and we ask ourselves this this question and we just say, what did the European ever teach us about history that was true? Anything. Just name something. His holidays. What do we teach in his educational system, his medical system, his finance system? Like anything. When he had war, what have he ever taught us? Not nothing he written down. Because if he writing something down, he's not necessarily writing it down for us. We just so happen to find the book later and reread it. But when he come out and he speaks to us. Just really think, what did he teach us that was true? When he talk about the Americas, he's saying this place was founded by Christopher Columbus, right? The Italian explorer. And then that connects with people that live in Wisconsin and Idaho and Michigan and Tennessee and Georgia and New Mexico. But. Later we find out, no, that wasn't the America that Christopher Columbus found. He didn't, He went to the islands. <laughs> he never even touched this territory that we call the United States. But the way they kind of worded, he founded America, and you live in America. You say, oh, he found no, he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't know Texas exists. He didn't know Louisiana exists. Beloved, that's called technology. Technology is the science of operating off tricks, lies, and deceit. That's being deceitful. You're trying to show somebody that it never even happened that way. He'll show you Palestine. <laughs> He'll show you a Messiah that comes from Palestine, beloved, out of all places. And then when he show you a picture, the guy looked like a hippie. <laughs> Got the long straight hair. I said, this man to put a law in. <laughs> he would go to the Middle East. He would go to Asia Minor and show you some crazy things of people that, no, they don't look like that. He'll show you a whole different person and say, look, this is how they looked over there. <laughs> He'll change the names and everything. <laughs> this man can't tell the truth about nothing. <laughs> so our people had a, the toughest time, beloved, just... Seeing the truth, and I don't know why, because 
I make sure when you come to this podcast, what do I say? I say the devil. I say the devil. When I talk about the sons and daughters of Europe, I know that's the devil. I know he's coming with technology. And it's interesting because our people, they still underneath this fog. Like they think he's t- 60 million Africans was captured and came over to the Americas on the slave ship. Man, that's the trick. <laughs> the Iraq war, the Afghanistan war. It was behind this. But you really find out the real reason you say, oh, that was a trick. <laughs> they still ain't found no weapons over there still. This last election, Joe Biden had 70 million votes. <laughs> 70 million votes. When he was campaigning, he couldn't even fill up a high school, but he got 70 plus million, some crazy number. That's the trick. The Vietnam War, the reason behind it, that's the trick. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. You get excited. You start to read a little deeper. Say, oh, that was a trick. <laughs> Before we even talk about Africans coming to America, our African brothers and sisters, before we even talk about that, the Indians, the red man is in the Americas. How did he get here? What did the devil say? He walked across the Bering Strait. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a good one. This, <laughs> this is the devil in his true form here. He said to us that the natives of this land got here because they walked across the Bering Strait. And then we got a map and we seen where the Bering Strait is located. And we see, damn, that's 60 miles. It was bleeding cold. It was so freezing cold that the water turned like land and the people walked over. They walked over. He doesn't give you a breakdown on how did they bring the livestock with them? Was his women and children? Like, who came? Like, oh, no, he walked across with men, women, and children, the livestock, and then they got to Alaska. I mean, how did they even know what to eat here? How did they even know? That's a trick. <laughs> nah, nah. It only makes sense to many of us with knowledge of self. You know that. Excuse the expression, right? Pardon the expression. You got to be a stupid nigga to run around in America today to say black folks, all of us came from Africa. You got to be a pretty stupid nigga to believe that. There's no way. I wish I could say it another way, but there is no other way I can really kind of say that. So what I do when I'm talking to our people is when they want to talk about the slave trade it's it's weird because see what pan-africanism is really really saying is that the black man and woman couldn't go nowhere on the planet unless the white man took them that's what they're really saying oh man there's no way you could be in the americas without the aid of massa how you gonna get over here without the aid of massa so before i show them the americas because i know the mentality of our people i show them murray island first I say, look at Murray Island, because I know niggas don't know that what Murray Island at. They don't they never heard of Murray Island. So I had to point to them Murray Island. And I say, those people look just like you. How did they get there? Did Massa take them there? How did they get? That's that's farther from Africa than the Americas is from Africa. How did black folks get to Murray Island, which is eighty five hundred miles away from Africa? 
How did they even get there? That's in the middle of the sea. The Melanesian world. How did they get? How did your people get to Solomon Island? Did Massa take them there? Did Massa take your people to Australia because you're the Aboriginals there too? Then the kicker is this: because you got here on a slave ship. Okay, how did you get to Hawaii? Because the rulership of Hawaiians was Negroes. How did you get to Hawaii? They don't have no answer for that. Did Master take you every single way? Oh, let me guess. He, no, beloved, that's, no, we're not going to play that game. Shout out to our brother, Dion Shaw. Our brother, Theodore Grant. Our sister, Laverne Banks. That's our Gare Foody sister from the city of Detroit. Shout out to Sister Banks. American Indian True 1492. Damon. Chris Connors. Our sister, Miss Luwak Flamethrower. We appreciate all the comments. We appreciate all the love. Right? We don't want to miss nobody. We get a lot of comments, but it's just we're going to talk a little bit about history. Because I got a comment that we're going to base this conversation on. And I just want to just see what they showed us. And we're going to pick up some literature. We're going to compare. We're going to talk about some history. But I had um, one of our African brothers, Mubutu. He reached out on one of the um, some content that we created. We were talking about tribes, beloved. And we were saying that's just a trick of the devil when he starts talking about American Indian tribes because he kind of he don't say American Indian families or Native American families he throw the word tribe around because he try to he playing a word game and sometimes people don't know or they don't connect that the word tribe and family it just means the same thing it don't mean nothing different it means the same thing so this is no disrespect but I am going to be disrespectful you have to be a pretty stupid person in today's time to think that Indians walked across the Bering Strait. That should never happen. You got to be even stupider to believe that they put 60 million Africans on the boat and then they brought them over here. And no, you got to be pretty stupid to believe that. No, that didn't happen. Not like they told you. It didn't happen like they told you. And you got to be even stupider to let the devil the sons and daughters of Europe to teach you and I that well there were certain American Indian tribes that lived into the Americas but you know they died of disease brother don't you know these tribes died of disease don't you know these tribes they went extinct brother don't you know listen listen y'all got it confused they went extinct now let's just use common sense we ain't got to have the best sense in the world just common sense how can a man from Europe Come and tell you who in your tribe and or who in your family died that there's no more. That you went extinct. How can he tell you? How can he tell you your family went extinct? Does that make sense to you? Does that make because that don't make no sense to me? He this guy's from this is a limey. The guy from Limey, guy from Limey Land. He came over on the boat. And he said, listen, uh, he put it, listen, these people, these, look, this tribe, which is a family, this family went extinct, this family went extinct, this American Indian family went extinct. I'm like, oh, bro, <laughs> this nigga is running a trick. <laughs> a 
And we went for this shit for years. But we never examined the concept. How can he tell he you know your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters, your aunties and uncles, your grandmamas and granddaddy, all of your cousins, what five stayed here, what five family members went up the road. You know your own family, you know your own tribe. How did how does he come along with the power to tell you what tribe when it they became extinct because of disease or they did this or they caught that? And how did he know that? He's making up the shit as he go along, but you're going for it. We don't have to go for that kind of shit no more. Said, Man, I don't even make no sense. How could you tell me who family? Hey, yo, this dude been dropping bombs <laughs> for like the last 10 years in Iraq. Can he tell you? Is he coming on telling you what family, what tribe over there went extinct because he's dropping the bomb? And he never played that game with them. He played a different kind of game in America. He played, this is Shaitan, though. <laughs> This is the land of... This is Shaitan. <laughs> so we're going to have a good time with some history, beloved. How about that? Because I got uh, Mubutu, right? One of our African brothers. And uh, I guess he took a break from fighting hyenas or something. He was riding elephants or something. He, he felt the need to jump on his computer and come to Real Black Consciousness Form Podcast and reach out to me. And he said... Um, because sometimes in the community, we would pose a question and you would say, where are the slave ships at? We don't we don't see the slave ships. Where is where the slave ships at? And then he said, uh, he's because this is Mubutu. And he is saying, beloved, um, talking to me, he is saying, well, where are all the ships that brought the Europeans here? All right. So we're going to have a good conversation about that. We're going to talk about some ships, right? And then when you hear the phrase from the community saying, um, where are all the slave ships? I'm going to tell you what we mean when we say that, right? Um, I want to say this first. Before I go there, let me say this first. I think it's interesting that Africans will come to my page, to the channel, to the podcast. And we love our brothers here. Because um, there's some men from the continent that I revere I revere Idi Amin I revere Thomas and Cara I think uh, Patrice Lumumba was something to deal with I think that um, Julius Molina is our brother right I think that Robert Mungawi is our brother but I think that we was the example of what a African true head of state, true leadership, true boss, true chief looks like on that continent. Because all of these great leaders that they produced came after Liberia, not before, after Liberia. They learn leadership by watching us. And it's interesting that Africans will come to the podcast and they talk about everything and comment on everything, but they don't talk about Liberia. I don't get a lot of comments when I talk about Liberia because I know how to check. See, them spirit checking niggas over there. I know how to test the temperature. Liberia, that's my litmus test. 
Africans never get around black Americans and talk about Liberia because they know you do not know that that's your land. They know that you don't even know that Liberia was your greatness because they know you're not going to they know you're not on it like that. See. I love Haiti. I always got to I always got to make that statement before I say what I say, because. Haiti was the first independent black nation. We love Haiti. We respect Haiti. Um. I don't like what Tariq Nashi got going on because that mink slide ass nigga from Alabama that's living in Los Angeles is running this whole tethers thing. And I don't like how he played that game with black Americans. I mean, all black Americans as a whole, us from North America, Central America, the Caribbean, South America. I don't like the game that he played. I ain't interested in that. In fact, you know, all this FBA talk, we don't even have Louisiana if it wasn't for Haiti. It was the Haitians that blessed our people with Louisiana. It was the Haitians that founded Chicago. Yeah, I know they told you this whole landmass that we call the United States. It was it was filled with goddamn red Indians and they had. A, uh, no, 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 no. It, it was your people that founded Chicago, not them. <laughs> and they try to make all of your people ex-slaves all of your people ex-slaves how did a Haitian find Chicago if everybody's an ex-slave how does a Haitian know how to navigate up and down that goddamn Mississippi River beloved if all he was is just a slave but we don't talk about that though we don't have a good conversation about that but those Mubutu ass niggas don't never talk about Liberia because Liberia had glory decades. You was the shining gem over there, beloved. You were. Black Americans was. You were. You built the roads. You built the plumbing. The Africans was, their women was walking to the lakes and ponds and streams and putting fucking water on their head and taking it back to the villages and you put pipe in the ground. You did it. You was riding around in the fancy cars. You controlled the market. You made money. You built industries. You had some ships in Liberia. You didn't even have ships in America. You know, when you was in Liberia, beloved, let me tell you about your greatness. I wasn't going to go down this path, but man, it's easy for me to do because, man, you know, those are our people over there, right? Even though Mobutu and them, they ran a coup, Sam, you dope. And he pushed our leadership out of place. That place, that fucking place felt like a rock when the Africans, the local Africans took over charge of your land and my land. That's our spot. Liberia belongs to us. But we talking to Mobutu. We finna play this game. All right. We talking to. All right. Let's have a conversation about that. Beloved, it was you in Liberia that built the roads. That built the businesses. That built the airport. It's you. You put that dock over there. Not them. It was you. You knew how as black Americans to go into the sea and pull out the crab, the fish and the lobster. You knew how to put some ice on it and send it back to the Americas where your biggest customers was those in New York and those in Florida. But they don't teach you that. They don't give you that game. They don't No, They don't. When you had presidents elected in order to be a president of Liberia, 
you had to trace your lineage back to this land. Your folks had to be from Florida somewhere, Georgia, New York somewhere, Maryland somewhere, Louisiana, Michigan somewhere to run and be in charge over there. It was our leadership in Liberia that that knew how to pull from the resources in the country of Liberia and sell it back to the Americans. Y'all want to, you know, y'all want to have Ford and... You know what I'm saying? General Motors and Chrysler and y'all gonna sell some cars, Detroit? You gonna be an automaker? What did what did President King of Liberia say? Y'all can't do shit without no tires. We got the rubber. Let's do a deal. <laughs> Look at your greatness, black Americans. Liberia was your greatness. You sold them the rubber to make their tire factories to make their tire come on now what's up what are we talking about they did they tell you that did they tell you what president tubman did did they tell you what you go over there right now they put tubman on a goddamn 20 dollar bill and they put the biggest trade up the biggest turncoat that's their hero is on a 50 dollar bill his name is sam you don't Listen, beloved, if Germans, right, if the Jews that live in Germany, everybody know who Adolf is. If all, if all Jews know who Adolf Hitler is, beloved, your people, black Americans need to know who Sam Udo is. This this is the reason the, the importance behind this is when Africans come to you and they play this brother game, you ask them about Liberia. You stop them in their tracks. Say, OK, let's talk about Liberia first. Let's get that on the tape. Let's put that right there first. But see, they don't know. Well, I should say it this way, beloved, to be totally honest. They know you don't know. They know you don't know the greatness of that place because you don't bring it up. And they keep having African Union after African Union after African Union. And listen, this is the most disrespectful part. A nigga will come and tell you that you just ashamed of your Africanness. He, He would tell me and you that. Now, a black man that's telling you because you understand that there was the native sons of America. You, there were red native sons, brown and black native sons. I didn't make it up. The explorers, they put it, they wrote it down already. In the future, all we're going to talk about is the Indians. The Indians that worked the plantations. That's what we're going to talk about in the future. We're going to start pulling plantations and talk about what plantation had Indians on the plantation. And then I'm going to ask you, how come you didn't know that? Because when they gave you roots, all they showed you was Negroes and Africans on the plantation. They never showed you Indians was there. They never showed you Indians work side by side with the Africans. But when you look at the pictures, all you see is you. Beloved, fuck the pictures. When you look at the money, all you see is you're the face of the money over here. Ain't nobody on the money got long, straight hair. High cheekbones with the button nose. You're the face of the cotton. You're the face of the corn. You're the face of the tobacco. I didn't make it up. You're the face of it. Why are you the face of it? I don't know, beloved. Maybe all that is a different story for a different day. So we're going back to the point. Because I can I can get passionate about Liberia. But I'm, I'm going to have to talk about that on a different time for a different day as well. Mubutu, though. He got off the elephant. He got on his computer and he reached out to me and he said again beloved the question was 
where are all the ships that the Europeans was on? Because many of our people from our community always say the question, well, where are the slave ships? And this is what we really mean when we say, where are all the slave ships? We know things happened over 100 years ago. We know things happened over 200 years ago. There won't be there won't be any literal ships. But at the very least, we would like to see the prototype because we were taught there was a special made ship to bring black Africans from Africa to the Americas. And when we see how the ship was constructed, we seen that the ship they was packed on there like sardines. Now, what taught us that what they showed us was an error was living life. Because what we begin to see is family members that got hurt. Uh, family members that was impaired in their walking, in their legs, in their arms, and they were reduced to living in a bed. And when we seen family members that we love, no matter what weight, shape, or size, once they laid in the bed for one week, and this is a soft-ass bed with soft-ass pillows, when we looked at their back, we noticed that it was bruised. We noticed that if they stayed in one spot on a soft bed, their backs was bruised. All right. When we seen that, what we did psychologically was went back to what we read and the pictures that we would show about us, it was a certain prototype of a ship that was made. And all the blacks was laying on their back with chains on. So if now we're thinking, well, damn, if mama and them and daddy and them and cousin and brother and sister and uncle and auntie and them, if they got sores on their back by laying on the bed that's soft, what the fuck you think they had on their backs when they stayed on the ship? For 8 to 12 weeks and sometimes longer. Somebody's lying. There's no way beloved. You can piss and shit in a ship. With open sores for laying on the wood too long. And this feces beloved. And this urine. Not only is this feces and urine. is producing a gas. You're laying in it in an open womb. Don't you know that's immediate death? Don't you know that's immediate death? Don't you know that's immediate death? Wake up. Oh, but let me guess. When your brother VJ tells you this, your rebuttal is you just don't like your average. Oh, you just you're not, you know, uh, <laughs> they run this sight game on you. Oh, man, you just ashamed of your Africanness. You just ashamed of your African blood. And what I learned is that the people that tell you the most about African blood is the ones that cannot even prove to you that their family came from Africa. 
See, they're talking so fast. They're not listening. They're not letting it marinate. I'm going to say this one more time. The people that push on you that you are ashamed of your African blood, they are the very ones. They can't go back in their line and show you that they came from Africa. They can't find no ship. It's not there. And then they hit you with the, you know, the African slave trade, man. It was the most well-documented thing in history. And they got all this documentation until it's time to find your family on that ship. All of a sudden, nobody got the documentation no more. But beloved, I get it. Maybe that's a different story for a different day. So what we're going to do is do this, beloved. We're going to talk about what we know. We're going to talk about what we was taught. And then we're going to compare that with history. And we're going to say what, what makes more sense. What is the more logical sense? What is what really happened? Right. Let, let's just talk about that, because I, the African brother said it was a slave. You say, you uh, <laughs> say, man, where all the European ship, the Europeans, they traveled as normal. But beloved, I'm going to tell you something else. The Africans that came to this land, they travel normal as well. That's why there is no slave ships. No, there was no people laying in there like sardines and it, it never happened. The Africans that came to the Americas, beloved, they didn't have no chains on. The small remnant amongst them that had chains on was the debtors. They was the ones that was the debtors in their land. They was the ones that was prisoners of, um, prisoners of, of war, but they wasn't the majority. The majority of Africans, I want you to hear me close. The majority of Africans that came to the Americas did not have no chains on. They came through a process called technology. They came to uh, from Africa to the Americas through a slave trader. Do you know what a slave trader is? Do you know what a slave trader is? Because you probably heard the term, but you didn't know what it was. Today, we don't say slave trader. We say recruiter. We say staffing firms. A slave trader is a person that's put in place by leadership to fill the void of a company, of a charter, of a chapter, of a plantation. I know what they taught you through roots. I know Alex Haley fucked up everybody's mind. And he made you think how you seen it. That's how it really. No, it did not happen like that. No, they're not running around kidnapping people. Beloved, slavery was a business. You Let's just think about what you're producing during slavery. You have to cultivate cotton, tobacco fields, rice fields, sugar fields. Come on, let's think now. That's hard that's backbreaking labor. What did they have on large plantations, beloved? Just think, think now. Carpenters, bricklayers, blacksmiths, wheelwrights, tanners, tailors, butchers, masons, cabinet makers. You can't just kidnap those kind of people. It doesn't work that way. I know they taught you that. It don't work that way, beloved. I know they taught you that. I know you watch Roots. And they just, they grab Kunta and they, <laughs> they grab Kunta. They put, they throw Kunta on the boat. And then truth be told, Alice Haley stole the Kunta. There was no Kunta in his family. He swagger the whole story from a small hat. 
if if I just want to pause and say this before I keep get deep into anything. Don't you think it odd? Because it should be. Don't you think that it's odd that all of the slave movies are made by your enemy? But you lived it. How come you didn't write one yet? Just think about it. Whatever movie they give you. 12 Years a Slave. Uh, they give you Amistad. They give you Caribbean Gold. They gave you a, a, a hero slave movie. Lately, they gave you Django. They give you Goodbye Uncle Tom. Man, they give you a bunch of movies. All of them is written, produced, directed. Come on, distributed. All small hand companies make them. Where's your story at? You lived it, right? You you pushing this Pan-African shit so hard. You folks from Africa. Okay, uh, all of us, we just lost. And we just, we're ashamed of our true African blood. But you got the real African blood. We're right about it. Everybody that got the real African blood, right up, go make the movie. Go get your family lessons together. Go get your family story together, your own tradition, write it down, and carry your ass to Atlanta and give it to Tyler Perry and say, man, I want to be able to shoot this film. This is my family story about us coming to Africa. You don't think he's going to buy that story? You got that story, right? Because we we just lost. You know what I'm saying? You know, many of us that understand that there were black native sons in the Americas, we're lost. We don't get it. We're just ashamed of our true, we're ashamed of our African blood, brother. But you got the real African blood. So go write about it. Go produce the movie and write about it. It never happens. Because you, you don't have a story. Your story is the same as everybody else's story. Nobody got the African story. But if you do, stop commenting so much on, you ain't got to come on this. We, you, ain't make, you ain't finna make us no believe. We already know what it is. You ain't finna. <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to tell you what's so cold. Many of us was you years ago. <laughs> That's what's so cold about that shit. Hey, many of us was you years ago. Because I was the pro-African guy. Everybody in Detroit is pro-African. We kind of like, it's some gangster shit going on, but it's like a pro-black city. And we was the pro-black of this dude, man. And the dude, and the dude told me, he, <laughs> he told me to go down my genealogy. And he told me where to look. And I'm arguing some African shit down. And boy, man, I'll tell you, when I seen that, just like he told me, this should bust my heart a little bit. <laughs> I couldn't be African no more. I had to get rid of my dashikis. <laughs> I had to get rid of my dashikis. <laughs> just like he got there, man, he fucked my whole African shit up. He told me I'm, I'm arguing with him with a book. The same thing. That's why I'm so passionate about our people. And uh, when I say words like, man, you got to be stupid to believe that, even though I'm saying it out loud, I'm saying it to myself because I used to think what y'all thought. And, and, the, and the dude told me to go and check my genealogy. And I thought I was going to shut him up. I said, man, shit, you got me because my big mama, I know all my folks. And, you know, I know the plantation I came from, everything. And uh, he told me to check. The, he told me just what to look at. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to just make a side note. We're going to talk about this. Um, in the future, that's why I made the comment earlier. I said, I'm going to talk about Indians on the plantation because I feel like that's America's untold story. They never talk about Indians on the plantation. They would even have the nerve to talk about Indians owning slaves before they talk about Indians being slaves. And then, because what they're doing when they see Indians own slaves, they finna play the red man against the black man game, right? But when we start talking about Indians being on the plantations, 
they were on the plantations and you would see later Africans start to begin to work these plantations too. And then you begin to see a big pool of free persons of color. But you got to really know history to kind of get it. Because if you don't know history, you're not going to get it. The way they show you plantations on television is it's always 100 niggas on the plantation. And I'm using the term nigger historically because I'm going to tell you why in a minute. I'm going to tell you why I'm throwing the word nigger around. But um, they always show you like there's 50 to 100 niggas on the plantation. They don't show you historically when you start looking at books. No, there was that plantations was almost like never or hardly ever that big. The most you get maybe like 24, uh, like let's see, but the average plantation, it was only like seven, eight, seven, eight people on the plantation. There were no bunch of motherfuckers on the plantation. So Kanye was loosely right when Kanye said that slavery was a choice because you see, during the Civil War, right, um, the only exemption, I think 20 was the exemption. There were draft dodgers. So if your plantation had like over 20 people, you was exempt. You couldn't go. If your plantation had like under 20 people, you had to go. You was drafted. They put you into the Civil War. You, of course, you had to fight for the Confederacy because the Confederacy had all the slave states. Now, when the men drafted and went off to war, that means that the slaves was left behind with the missus. Now, if it was like if the slave life was confrontational as much as they tell you, how does that work? Because all the men are kind of like they're gone. All the slaves can just go in and just kill the missus. And, but see, they kind of teach you in a way where well, they don't teach you in a way. I ain't going to blame everything on the devil. The way you position slavery in your mind through roots, you don't see it that way. You kind of you see the the immoral part because it is you see. The devil being the devil because he is, but you kind of, you don't see the business part. And you see, you kind of, like when they teach you something from a victim position, you don't really see the full picture of it. In any event, I said all that to say this. In the slave records, slave owners had to pay taxes on all the property that they own. The livestock, whether it be cattle or humans. Once they put you down you had to be recorded they had to write you down as so if an indian was on the plantation you was wrote down i have i have five cherokee slaves and then if you were african they'll write down five african slaves now this is the point i have to really i'm going to bring it all back home all right they teach you 1619 what do they tell you this is the first time slaves came to the Americas, but they don't, it's not really America. Slaves came to North America, to Virginia. And if you read the document today, it is a 20 and some odd Africans, right? But here's the catch. When you go back before that, because they're changing history in real time. It says 20 and some odd Negroes. But here's the bigger catch. When you go back before that, it says 20 and some odd niggas. All right. I want you to think about the word nigga. Now, let's talk about nigga just for a little minute. Talk about nigga for a little minute. Um, How can I say this? All right. There are four devils involved in the slave trade. Right. We all know this part. The British devils, the French devils. Right. Then we got the Spanish devils. And then the Portuguese devils, right? We, we know this. Okay. Now, um, 
Latin is a language that's no more. But when you start talking about Spanish, the root words of the Spanish words come from Latin. I want to make sure I'm saying it slow. I'm trying to paint a picture. Okay. In Latin, the term nigger means black. It means dark skin. It don't have no other connotation to it. Not it do, but I'm a touch on that later but i'm just saying the word nigga by itself just really mean black you get the spinoff from nigga is negro right but the word nigga in latin it just doesn't mean just any old kind of black it means a black christian i know they never taught you this <laughs> i know they never even told you this before nigga just don't mean just any old thing beloved no 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 nigga is a black Christian, right? Why is this important? I'm going to tell you why this is important in a minute. When they are recruiting slaves through a slavery, because see, 1619 is what they give you. But many of us with knowledge itself, we got a different master teacher. We got a different, no, we didn't get no 1619. We got a uh, man named John Hawkins. And John Hawkins was a slave trader in the 1500s. This is who we get, right? Okay. John Hawkins was a slaver. He was a slaver. And before I get into John Hawkins, if you if you do not believe your brother, it's okay. Just go research it. Latin, black Christian is a nigger. That's what nigger means, right? Um, if you go to any dictionary, any, um, I prefer you go to like, go to a Bible dictionary. Because we're talking Christian talk now. Go to a Bible dictionary. Go to a strong accordance or something. And you just look it up. Because it's going to it's gonna all kind of mesh together. Once, once we put it together, it's going to all make more sense. Because the British is just tagging along to the words that and the phrases that they already hear from the Portuguese and Spanish. Because you got to see it's four devils involved now. It's four. But they're just tagging up. The British are just tagging along. If, if that makes sense. The British and the French just tagging along. The Portuguese and the Spanish. Sometime in America, we don't really make a real, to be totally honest, we don't really make a big difference between Spain and Portugal because it's like on the same plate. We just look at all the people the same, they speak the same, you know, we don't really get too deep in it, but it, it's a little difference. It, it's, it's, a, it's some differences there. All right. We'll get to that different story for a different day. A nigga, again, beloved, is a black Christian. Now, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to talk about a slaver. We're going to talk about John Hawkins. A slaver is he's finding positions for a plantation. There's nobody in no chains like they No, that shit didn't happen like those. Remember, beloved, they're taking you to a cotton, tobacco, and a rice sugar plantations. You got to be a certain kind of way. They were doing inspections on the West Africans before they brought them to the Americas. Before they brought them to the Americas, the native, the native Indian, I ain't going to put no color on it. The native Indians is already on the plantation. I want to paint a picture. They already work in the plantations in the Caribbeans in South America. They're already doing it. The Indians is. All right. So now you had to get. Because we're talking about this, we're talking about slavers on the west coast of Africa. They had to check their mouth, 
they had to check the agility their movement right not only they had to check that they had to get their size and then they got their names now just think about it if you want to slave voyage right now any slave voyage any slave manifest you're going to see the size of an african you're going to see his age or her age you're going to see the weight of an african and then you're also going to see their name now just stop and just think let's just do the math together if you're kidnapping them why you need all that if you're going to kidnap them and beat the name out of them like you seen with the kunta thing why do you need any of that and again i gotta keep stressing it alex haley got sued beloved he stole a story that wasn't his story that wasn't a real story Alex Haley swaggerjacked that story from a man named Harold Corlinger. He, he stole a story from a small hat, to be totally honest. A small hat wrote a book, and then Alex Haley, he pumped fake. He act like he was giving us his family story. In the court case, because anybody can get sued, but in the court case, Harold Corlinger proved that this man stole one-third of his book. Stop. Just let that marinate. How can Alex Haley give you a family story about his lineage come from Africa, but he getting sued about it because he stole a third of the accounts out of another man's book? Do you know how big of a third is? A third, beloved, is damn near half. That means, like, let's do the quick math on our feet. That means if I made a book right now, your brother VJ, and it's 600 pages, and a small hat say I stole a third of it, that means that damn near, he said you took 200 pages. <laughs> he said I took 200 pages. <laughs> You know, we call that today copy and paste. He said, God damn, all Alex Haley did was copy and paste out of my book and put it in his. The key fit that the book don't work without Kunta. <laughs> the man stole Kunta Kente. The book don't even work. The book don't even work without Kunta. But beloved, maybe that's a different toy for a different day. How they showed you, no, they, they didn't just throw no net and capture no more. Hell no. Because that don't mean you can't. They, they, they. They went through a, a vetting process before they even put you on the ship. You had to just nah. Not only did you have to go through a, a vetting process, they put you through a mission name process, beloved. This is why, going back to the point I was going to make about John Hawkins. This is why John Hawkins had to get niggas. Niggas is black Christians, beloved. No, they didn't bring you to no Americas and give you no, no, no. You had, you was a Christian before you even got to the Americas. I know they taught you about you had some African spirituality. And no, no, beloved, no. I never told, oh, you did voodoo. No, my, no, brother. If we really keep it all the way funky, voodoo came from the Americas. Voodoo came from black folks in the Americas that were sent to Africa. That's how voodoo got to Africa. There was no voodoo in the in West Africa until the <laughs> to the black Americans from the islands brought it there in Louisiana. It, it, it didn't exist. Louisiana islands in, in Brazil, it didn't exist. Do your history on that, beloved. That shit didn't come from them. That came from you. Those West African tribes had, um, they had like snake tribe religion. Like you go to Weta and all that shit. They got like snake tribe religions and then they had no voodoo till you took it over there. I don't know. I ain't finna get in that. Maybe that's different. Totally different. But that's where the term Nigga, they needed a nigga on the boat. All right. Why do they need a nigga on the boat? Because when John Hawkins start bringing you over from, I'm talking to my African brothers and sisters. When they start bringing you over from Africa, they had, they was Christianizing you first because what they did before John Hawkins, um, 
when did they, I, I don't want to get the date wrong. Uh, Christmas 1522, right? The first West Africans they start bringing over to the New World in 1522, they were Muslims, they was Moors. Right, so this there's another term. Black Amor, Moor, Mohammedan. They didn't call you Muslim then. I'm just using the, the modern term. On the paper, they're going to call you Mohammedan. Mohammedan, more black and more. When they brought those brothers to the islands, they was rebelling too much, right? They It was just too much. When you got the Hispanola and um, the person that was running the plantation was actually Christopher Columbus' son, the Muslims, and I'm using the modern term, but back in El time, they would call you the Mohammedans. The black Mohammedans from West Africa, they were kicking up shit. They were kicking up shit. They would get machetes. They was killing massa. They was going wild on the plantation. So they passed the rule. Hey, no more Mohammedans. You can only bring niggas over here. The black Christians over here. So this is the connection with John Hawkins putting West Africans on the slave ship. The name of the slave ship was called the Good Jesus. That's what that's the connect. Why else would a man have a slave ship named Jesus unless the people were Christians, unless the people was niggas? Now, this is your brother telling you this. This don't mean I want you to go to the church house tomorrow on, on Good Sunday or whenever you go to the other and say, oh, my niggas, this is my nigga, my nigga. <laughs> I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just telling you how it really went. No, uh-uh. Everybody on that boat was niggas. They put niggas down there, beloved. Now, when they brought niggas over on the plantation, the Indians is already there. They didn't you didn't you didn't break in the plantation. They when you get to a job, because maybe I should say it this way. When you when you get to a job, beloved, how does it work? You just walk into the job and they just the master show you how to do the job? No, they just hire you and they show you some more people at the bottom level. They work you in and show you what you do when you get there. But you just don't walk it. They, they can't take any shape, any size. We're talking about some, you guys, man, I'm not talking about some agriculture shit. They can't take all kinds of shapes and size. They need a certain kind of size and a certain kind of build. You got to pass a certain kind of criteria. But you had to be a nigga. You had to be a black Christian to even come over here. Now, if you read the books, that did not change into 1682 into Virginia because back in Europe, it was a big dispute. Hey, you can't keep bringing niggas over to the Americas. You can't keep bringing black Christians to the Americas because it's not lawful to have your own brothers and sisters as Christians being slaves. So in 1682, the Virginia colony took it further and they put out an order saying, listen, all Negroes, Moors, Maludos or Indians and anybody who got parentage from a native country that is not Christian, you automatically going to be a slave now. They did the switcheroo in 1682. That's how that happened. Do your research, beloved. This is your brother. I'm just telling you to play now. What they taught us, they got, man, let me tell you something, beloved. Them folk got us. <laughs> Them people got us. And I learned. As much as I want to put it on the devil, it's Roots that really got us. We watch Roots all that we think it really happened. No, that shit didn't happen like that. Come on, man. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. What does that mean? 
What does that mean when you say Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves? How did you become a slave? Talk to your brother. How did you become a slave? Tell me. What, like, how, how did you become a slave in the Americas? How did you become a slave? You become a slave through your mother. You only took after the status of your mother. That's slavery. Before Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, by 1830, there was over 500,000 free blacks, free people of color already. How come you don't know that? What was they doing? Shit, <laughs> what was they doing? You tell me. Abraham Lincoln was kind of, he, he was pulling a, a, a gangster contract move because it wasn't because you got the status from your mom, you were subject to your mom's owner. You dig? And he was splitting it up where you can work, you can be, you can be born from your mother, but you can work for, for, for whoever you want to work for. You don't have to be subject to work for that plant. They don't have the first rights on you. You don't have that. But no, I'm going to say that for later. Let's stop here, beloved. We've been kicking it for a minute. Let's stop here. Because it's going to be very, very imperative that I start pointing out the percentage of Indians on the plantation. Because it ain't going to really make sense until I talk about that. But if y'all think they just captured everybody and just brought you over, it's not going to really. History, it got to fit and like it got to feel like a puzzle. If I show you everybody that got captured and they got, but that's not going to fit. Because you're like, man, that shit. Look, if I showed you everybody just got captured and they came here and then, you know, it doesn't fit because you're like, well, where you put the people that if you if you capture 60 million people like nigga, you ain't finna. Come on, man. Our people still thinking somebody snatched you, put you on the boat. They force fed you. They made you get. Oh, man, you had to get on the deck and dance to stay in shape like nigga. <laughs> Our people need to understand they had to take niggas at the beginning. They just think the word nigga just don't mean no man. That shit got a historical background, bro. The the term nigga to negro, all that it just means black. It don't mean no no deep. I mean, some of our pro black brothers they finna make it get real deep. But the original term of nigga, when you start hearing the phrase nigga, that was a black person, a dark skinned person that was a Christian. That's where that come from. That's Latin. Man, we gonna we gonna have to kick game later because it's. But going back to the point. If you're thinking some big kidnap hustle, it ain't going to really make sense. Because they showed you everybody in slaves. I mean, pardon me. I say that wrong. They showed you everybody in chains. All right. The first people that came here from Africa, it was all by consent. That's how the queen had it. That's why the queen sent John Hawkins. Don't take them without consent. They don't tell you that part. They leave that part out, but you're not going to go read it. You're going to look at roots. Do not take them by consent. And when they when they went by consent, it had to be through the process of technology because you're consenting to be a slave, but you don't know. So. There was somebody that came amongst us and taught us how to play went. Listen. When the enslavers came to West Africa through the relationship with the chiefs. Now, let's let's build on the relationship with the chiefs. Beloved, they want to make you and I think that they just got like the Europeans just bumped into the Africans just within the last 500 years. They they want to make you and I think they don't know each other. Man, like these people don't, man, these people, them folk know each other. They live right there. The Portuguese always went back and forth in the Spanish. They went back and forth to West Africa all the time. 
They've been knowing each other and just meet each other the other day. They know they don't know you, but they, they know each other. All right. Now, they're taking cheap goods and they need to build their plantations. I want to say in Seville, the damn black population in Seville was there in the 10% of the city's population. We're talking about in Spain. We talked that the, the black population was already 10 they already know so what I mean they know each other already. They don't know the America, they don't know, they don't know you. All right. While they're doing this, they're building up their relationships. And what they're saying is this: like, okay, we got different industries that we need to work, we need to build. So the slaver's job was to promise them something. We're talking about the slavers from European uh Europe. Talking to the Africans, they promised them more gold in a foreign land than their own land. That's how that came from my master teacher. They would promise more gold in a foreign land than the own land. They signed up. You got to, again. Let's just 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 put our thinking caps on. Why do you need if you go to any slave voyage, any slave anything? They start showing you slave paperwork from Africa. They give you a they give you the name. If you're if you're kidnapping somebody, why in the fuck do you need their name? You don't need their name. Why do you give a fuck what they name? You're gonna rename them, you're gonna beat them and say your name is not Thomas and uh-uh. No, you're not gonna do that shit. The first names that came to the Americas, you see, whether it's the islands or everything, it's always a quote unquote Christian name first, because they took niggas first. Then later after 1682, Virginia did the switcher rule. You start seeing the names change. You start seeing uh y'all been something, y'all been it's a bunch of like you know my, my, the black Hebrew brothers are gonna love this, but that's real shit. You start looking at the manifest, it's always uh Yah Obadiah, uh Yah Daniel, Yahshua, Yah Daniel, uh Yah Daniel, uh Yah Matthew, it's some Yah something. They putting as long as you ain't no Christian, you getting that you hitting that ship. All the Moors, all of everybody getting on that ship. All the heathens from West Africa not getting on that ship. But when you got here, somebody was already here to show you the job. The Indians was here to show you the job already. How come you don't see the Indians on the plantation? How come all the pictures of slavery is you? <laughs> I can't make this shit up. We'll talk about it on another day. How about that? We'll talk about it on another day, man. Yeah, but you you own a sardine ship, that shit ain't never happened. <laughs> no, man, you uh, uh they tricked you on the ship. They they don't have to listen, beloved. Never forget you you dealing with the devil. The devil works with technology. He can get more out of you through manipulation than he can by force. Everybody's underneath the sound of my voice. Why do you go to work? Why are you working jobs? Why are you working jobs? He, he promised you money at the end of the week. Well, at the end of every two weeks, he, he ain't going to give it to you day by day. He promised you something. And when he gave you that promise, he, you can go take that something and get more than you possibly could have did if you worked for yourself. Because if you can work more for yourself, you don't need to work for him at a job. He promised the West Africans that. He didn't take this. He didn't end it there. He promised the West Africans that. He promised the East Africans that. Because I can show you some documents with Mad Madagascar. African slaves came to the Americas. And then he promised the uh, East Indian that because when you're talking about the British, everywhere the British went, they always took Pakistanis, East Indians, and Africans with them. 
the three somehow the other two fell off the pages of history all you get left is the african all of a sudden everybody's african now they got the afro title everybody wearing the afro title afro canadian afro american afro caribbean afro like afro chilean afro hindor everybody got them afro now come on beloved you black folks is already here but they but that's the play you know it was a small remnant that went by chain by force Criminals, POW, debtors. They haven't changed that. Beloved, your open enemy still do that. He do that in the military. See, the bulk of the military is voluntary. Right? Actually, grandfathers, your uncles, you think I'm bullshitting you. The volunteer, the, the, the major bulk of the military, the Marines, Air Force, Army, is voluntary. Do you agree? All right. Don't you know there's a small remnant of niggas that was finna go to jail? When I say niggas, I mean niggas and devils, uh, Goddamn wetbacks, everybody. They were on their way to jail. And they made a deal with the government to take to turn their service over so they can be part of the United States. But you know that, right? Beloved, I ain't making this shit up. If they were gonna take their black ass to jail or they brown ass to jail, you know what I'm saying? Or, or they devil ass to jail if they didn't sign and do that deal with the military. Actually, uncles think I'm bullshit. But everybody else went by. They volunteered to went to the service. Okay. Now, what if I came and just made a movie and I showed y'all that was facing jail time and they was criminals and I made a whole movie about them joining the military and a hundred years from now, everybody think, man, they went to the military by force. They, man, you don't do that shit by force. You you go down there, you take your ass down to the recruiter, which is the slaver, and you volunteer to do that. You want you a job. You want to be a truck driver, you go to a recruiter. You want to get you a job, you go through a staffing firm. John Hawkins was a slaver. He went around the world to fill the void for tobacco plantations, cotton plantations, rice plantations, sugar plantations. Come on, beloved. This, this is the game. Can't make it up. We're going to talk about Indian slavery later. Let, let's go. We didn't, we didn't chop it up. I hope I offended somebody today. <laughs> I hope I offended because the truth comes to offend. It ain't going to, this is some shit you ain't never heard before. Now go research it to see if your brother bullshitting you. One thing, one thing, one thing, no matter, look, no matter how much I offend you, because I use some colorful language here, but you know why I work? Because you know I love you. It doesn't work unless I love you. You, you know, if I love my people, it works. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to say, I don't love all people. I say I love Black and brown people. The brown man is the firstborn. I'm going I'm to give you that science one day, beloved. The original man and woman is the black man. The brown man, beloved, is your firstborn. Right? I'm going to give you that science one day. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Beloved, this is indeed Real Black Content is Podcast. This is your brother, Big VG, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace.